I'm Sam Mitchell, and these are my stories. This is what I came here to do. Hey, folks, how are you doing today? Let me first welcome you to Autism Rocks and Rolls. Now, before we get into mess with I'm not a psychiatrist. If you're starting to actually diagnose with autism, please see a physician. I'll always be based on my experiences. Also, I'll write to the intro and outro there found at gospeljingle.com and archive.org. I also have missed today for you with all of you. The mission of Autism Rocks and Rolls is to take the stigma off of autism and other conditions that may think are disabilities. Kill a spectrum are not broken, not need to be fixed. Those have conditions or abilities not to be pitied, there's nothing to be sorry about. I also have some people I like to thank. First, I want to thank my latest guest, Aunt Debbie. And for the listeners, C249, you are my nephew, Sam, my Aunt Debbie. For more information, but thank you, David, for coming on our show at a desperate time. I had fun with you. Several Fridays ago, I went back to the concert with Chris and Tony Gonzalez, but this time it was in Lafayette, Indiana, and the wrestling shows for muscular dystrophy. I even got to see my previous guest and friend, Victorian C235. Yes, I lost my mind by Victoria. For more information, it was great to see all my amazing friends, though. I also have two connections I need to mention. First is a teach guards from Idea Usher. Idea Usher delivers solutions that are both futuristic and goal driven by using cutting edge technology like artificial intelligence, blockchain, and deep learning with human-centered UI UX design. Next is my new pal, Rudy Gargioni. He has overcome several obstacles to assist business in managing their finances and safeguarding their current assets. ARA are light enough anything comes with these connections. Speed of connections I made so when I went back to Alex Hit Speed Networking event, I had a nice time. Finally, since the last episode, I went back to the successfully chaotic podcast with Maria Daniels. There are two new podcasts I was on. Those podcasts were Manifesting Your Greatness podcast with Curtis J. Washington and the Link Up podcast with Raul Patel. What great podcast, everyone. Now, due to certain circumstances, you'll hear all the ads at once. So we'll be right back when you hear from the Bar Maryland Ridge, the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation, at Rock 96.1 radio station. So let's get to it. There's the Hedge in Eastern Green County, folks. Fowler's Pumpkin Patch, and the Bar in Maryland Widge Running Barn. Autism Rocks and Rolls is proud to tell you about our friends Perry and Renee Fowler and their place of business. Both Fowler Pumpkin Patch and the Bar in Maryland Ridge is a relaxing drive approximately 15 minutes from the heart of Bloomington, Indiana and an hour south of Indianapolis. You can find them at 53470 Green County Line Road, Bloomington, Indiana, 47403. The party's newest pictures locations include several rolling fields, antique tractors, red and rustic barns, trees, and much more. Customized wedding packages are offered on their website. The surrounding area also provides several hotels which have your guests stay for your destination wedding. Also, Fowler's Pumpkin Patch is a family owned and operated seasonal pumpkin patch. It's the perfect place to take your family for some fall fun. Enjoy picking up pumpkins, hay rides, or gourmets, and a penny zoo. Call the Fowler's today at 812-327-4895 or 812-325-6022. At the Doug Flutie Autism Foundation in Massachusetts, people are receiving hope. The organization was established in 1998 by Doug Flutie, a former quarterback for Boston College in the NFL and his wife Lori in the memory of their son Dougie, who was diagnosed with autism at the age of three. The goal of the Flutie Foundation is to improve the quality of life for those with autism and their families. The biggest action they like to do is to give grants and host their annual Stars on the Spectrum golf event. Our goal is to offer chances for physical and social activity outside of work or school, a path for education or employment during the day, and the resources needed to feel safe, supported, and informed, the Doug Flutie Jr. Foundation says. Make sure to visit them or visit their website, www.fluiefoundation.org. I'll follow them on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or even YouTube to see all of the stars they have to offer. And you might get to meet one of them. Find this is my testimony. This would be my testimony for the Doug Flutie Jr. Autism Foundation. We want to thank 96.1 The Query, especially David and Dan Hayes, for being a gold sponsor for our Summerfest. 96.1 resides in Bluetooth, Indiana. Like Autism Rocks and Rolls, they rock and roll too. Visit their website, rock96f1n.com. Listen to them live on their radio or website. Or if you like Kiss, Queen, 80s Rock, or ZZ Top, I think you have found your station. 96.1 supports our veterans, so you should support them too. Visit 96.1 and keep on rocking. All right, folks, we're back, and you'll definitely say I do at this wedding barn, and you might get to meet one of their stars at the Doug Flea Foundation. You never know. And I would definitely rock out to this radio station. Today we have on my show Amberly Snyder. 
Emily was born in California as the second of six children. Emily fell in love with horses at a young age and began bail racing when her family moved to Utah at her age of seven. She competed in junior rodeos and up into high school winning multiple titles and awards. In January of 2010, Emily was involved in a rollover truck accident leaving her paralyzed from the waist down. 18 months after that day with a seatbelt on her saddle, she returned to competing in rodeo in 2018. Netflix released a movie based on her life titled Walk, Ride, and Rodeo. As a keynote speaker, professional bail racer, author, and actor, Emily shares her story of triumph over tragedy, hoping she can motivate others to believe in themselves and getting back on the horse. So, let's welcome our buddy, Amberly Snyder. Amberly, how are we doing, buddy? So great. Thank you for having me on. Not a problem. So, my first question to you is, what does being paralyzed from the waist down mean to you? For me, it is an adjustment of how you live life. That is an adjustment on what you can do, where your ability lies, but as we all know, that your ability only can decide some of what your life will look like. It doesn't matter, though. Even though you're paralyzed, you can still do stuff. Absolutely. Very lucky for that aspect that I still get to do everything that I wanted to do. It did seem like that accident affected you, but I want to go into that a little bit more. So when you did go into that rollover truck accident, could you describe what it looked like after you realized, like, I'm awake now? I didn't get knocked out during my accident. That was kind of different in the fact of remember getting thrown from my truck and sitting on the side of the road and seeing it and recognizing that my life is going to be different and not knowing what that exactly looks like. Obviously, sitting in the snow and knowing my I couldn't feel anything from the waist down. But then you hear the news from the doctor telling you your life is going to be totally different, that your chances of walking are not going to happen. And so at that point, I think you have to try to process as much as you can and then be sad for a while to grieve what has happened to you. You have to decide what you're going to do in spite of it. I agree with you on that one. So when doctor did state that, when were you over the grieving stage? I don't know if I could put an exact time timeline on that. There's still ups and downs. I've been in a chair for 13 years now and there's days that I get really frustrated about it and days that you handle it just like you would anything else. So I want to talk to you more about the new way and the old way of riding a horse. So clearly the new way as you say you have to make some adjustments. So what are some of the resources that you have to use in order to get on a horse? I have a seat belt that we cut out of a junkyard car and so that's the biggest piece to hold me in the middle. I have straps that go around my leg and around the fenders of my stirrups. That holds my legs from moving awkwardly. And my feet are rubber banded in so that my feet stay in the stirrups. I have a nylon strap that buckles across my left hip. I sit on a seat like my wheelchair seat or a gel seat in order to protect me and keep me center in that saddle. I like the value built trash in a value because you said it's from an old junkyard car. That's the one thing I like about the country. But I could tell your countries. I think we're getting along just fine on that. But country people can turn nothing into something. I admire that. You want to survive in this world. You've got to figure out how to make do with what you can. So you did have a book called Walk, Ride, and Rodeo. So when did you decide to write that book? So I wrote the book, Walk, Ride, Rodeo. It's a children's book. I wrote that in 2017. I actually was in a horse accident, broke my leg. And so while I was waiting for that to heal, I wrote the book. Walk, Ride, Rodeo. Now, there's also a movie called Rock, Ride, Rodeo, which I'm so sorry, but I can't see it. It's not the fact that I don't want to. It's the fact that I don't have Netflix. What was your favorite scene in the movie? One of my favorite scenes is actually when I first get to drive again. That feeling was so free in real life, and I felt like they did a really good job capturing that emotion. In the movie, how close is it from Amberly Snyder to what really happened? Like, how close is Amberly's life to the movie? 
I would say it's probably 85% accurate. So they actually did a pretty dang good job. I mean, they had to add Hollywood parts in there, dramatize some things and make some things a little bit different. But I'm glad they did because they shouldn't have overly dramatic that. I mean, that's a biography. They need to zone in on that. If you want to have the movie be accurate as you can, especially when it's about your life and it's going to affect the people in your life. So you were at FFA. Other than FFA giving you the chance to be a speaker, what did FFA teach you? They gave me a lot lot of leadership traits through high school and after high school as, as a state officer and friendships. I mean, being able to do contests with horses and I love horses, of course. So that was amazing to be able to incorporate that. And then for me, being able to be a speaker. And speaking of speaker, let's get into that. So when you are doing your public speaking, what's the one thing you hope people take from your speeches? I hope that when people hear me speak, that they feel that they can overcome obstacles in their life. Everyone's going to face something. It might be something you see on the outside or something that you face on the inside, but we all have challenges that we face. I 100% agree with you. And I, what I like too is we can share similar challenges. From the looks of it, from what I've seen on your website, we've both been bullied. Yes, I think that that happens. Let me ask you this. It has bullying left you any, I don't want to say permanent scars, but any effects? I feel like that maybe the mean comments from people or actions have affected me more in the past. I think that I used to care more about people's opinions, especially people that I didn't know, which is silly because I don't know them and I don't have to interact with them. I think that's something that I've had to learn to just have confidence in myself and accept in myself that not everybody has to like me or has to agree with me or even my lifestyle. And that's okay. I mean, everyone has their own opinion, but I'm surrounded with people that believe in me and love me and care for me. And so those are the ones you want to focus on. Yeah, well, you can add another believer. Right. I'm, a believer. I'm also a believer that when I saw you on around, does anyone told you you look like Taylor Swift? <laughs> I have heard that. I haven't heard that in a long time. Uh, honey, you do. That is meant to be a compliment. I know some people don't like Taylor Swift, but again, as you state, anyone has their own opinion. She's even learned that she has to not really care what other people's opinions are. Now, there is a Freedom Foundation I learned about on your website. So can you tell us what the Amberly Snyder Freedom Foundation does more in depth? Please. Yeah, so it's still in the fundraising stages. I haven't been able to have time to be able to take it bigger than that. And I, I would like to raise a lot more money with it before I was able to start taking stories and applications. But the goal of it will be to give people pieces of freedom, whatever that is. It could be hand controls in a car. It could be a ramp to get into their house. It could be whatever that is that would allow somebody to have more independence in their life. You all say that the hardest thing in life for you is balance. So can you tell me why? Just losing the muscles through my core than even muscles through my legs, that shifts your balance a lot. I would say that that is the hardest thing that I deal with, both on and off of a horse. I mean, if I hit a curve or like something, a sidewalk that's uneven or a rock even, and it stops my front wheels, I could just fall out of the front of my chair. I'm in a wheelie a lot when I'm with my horses for that reason, so I don't fall out of the front of my chair. On a horse, I have one hand to talk to my horses, and the other hand is for balance, so that I don't get off balance and get out of whack while I'm making a run or riding them. And, and I can see that because I remember on your website... I was doing digging on you and you were speaking at the 88 FFA National Convention and you had in the beginning of your speech, people do like an obstacle course with the wheelchair and yeah. I fell. And I don't think people realize how hard it is to drive in a wheelchair. And from a personal standpoint, I didn't realize how hard it was to drive a wheelchair until I saw that. That's what I want to demonstrate. It's kind of tricky and you have to learn how to navigate it. And then, I mean, also why I do that is because I feel like we shouldn't compare our obstacles and our challenges to somebody else. We're all going to have our own challenges and our own way of facing them.
And if you think about it too, I didn't realize this, but the wheelchair gets stuck. My best friend for listeners, C142 identical yet opposites by BG Yoho, but he's wheelchair bound. And the thing that he told me was ours is it gets stuck a lot of the times, like stuck in the mud, stuck in the grass, stuck on rocks. Do you have to deal with that too? Yeah, that's all part of it. If it makes you feel any better, if it ever happens, give me a call and I'll let you out. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. From what I've heard, you did these video segments called Wheelchair Wednesdays, and that led you to 400k fans on Facebook. So can you tell me about Wheelchair Wednesdays? I was getting asked a lot how I did things. Before me, I hadn't heard of anybody who had been a barrel racer or wanted to do the life that I wanted to live in the rodeo world back on a horse. I had to figure it out. And so when people were asking me, how are you riding and how are you strapped in and how are you feeding and all those things, I thought, you know what? Instead of just writing them back a message trying to describe it, I will just show them a video. I definitely checked out some of those videos and I learned a lot from it. I really need to make more of them. They were fun to do and I feel like people actually really enjoyed them. I can tell you from from watching it, they probably did. So before your accident, you stated in an interview that 29 was your best year. Why was that your best year? So that was I graduated high school. I was serving as state FFA president. I won the world all-around title with the National Little Bridges Association. Felt like everything was going my way. Until that happened. But then do you feel like maybe fate has its way? Because I know you're a Christian, you always believe fate has its way. So you think that accident was meant to happen to... I think that I had that choice. I believe that hard things happen to everybody and you have a choice. Are you going to let that hard thing refine you into something better? Or are you going to have it define you into something that maybe you didn't want to be? Or or even feel like life just isn't fair? And I do feel like that my accident has helped me to be an even better version of myself and definitely allowed me to change a lot of people's lives. So that part, I'm really grateful for. I did watch the trailer of the movie. There was a scene where your, I think it was your mother saying, Amberly, that chair's going to either be your anchor or your wings. You decide. That didn't happen quite like that. It's based off of a conversation I had with my mom, and she told me that my chair could double my power. So that was kind of how they Hollywooded it up just a little bit. I did have a choice. I could allow the chair to keep me from being who I wanted to be or even keep me from being happy, or I could take it and try to do something better with it. So you also appeared on Yellowstone. How did you get the opportunity? to appear on Yellowstone. Well, that's kind of a fun story with Yellowstone. So one of my friends worked on the Yellowstone show and he shared my story with Taylor Sheridan. So when Taylor Sheridan needed a story to inspire Jimmy on the show, then he was able to contact me and, and use mine. That's awesome. Were all the actors there pretty cool? Yeah, I didn't get to meet all of them. The only ones I got to meet were the ones that were on that scene itself. And so hopefully I'll get to meet more of them later on. Maybe the big dog Rip or Beth. Yeah, I think that would be ideal. I know that those are my mom's favorite characters in Yellowstone. And for okay. listeners, you're interested in checking that episode, C105, Meet My Mother. But from what I've heard, it was a good show. But from a personal standpoint, I'd rather prefer Justified over Yellowstone. If you haven't seen Justified, though, I'd really recommend that. It's a Neo Geo Western drama. Okay, I haven't seen that one, so I'll have to check it out. So we'll wrap her up here. These are for fun. So what is your paradise meal or favorite food, and why is it your favorite? I have three. <laughs> so I love sushi i love pizza and i love chicken marsala chicken marsala what is that again heard that before but it's like chicken with like a shroom sauce wine sauce on the top of it now what about pizza if you had to pick what do you go for 
Supreme, meat lovers, pepperoni, cheese. Most of the time, meat lovers. Chicken baked dairy. I You already. We'll have to go for a meat lovers pizza. I love meat. My meat too, man. Bacon, ham, sausage. Put salami on there too. I don't care. Chicken, eat it. Besides the Right Rodeo, is that your favorite movie? If it's not, what is? My favorite movie is called Warrior. It's about two brothers that actually do MMA fighting. Okay, I have not heard of that movie. I'll have to check that out. Yeah, I actually don't know how old it is now. What is your favorite vacation you've ever taken? Why'd you enjoy that vacation very much? It could be with your public speaking trip, or it could just be with a leisure trip. I, so I really love Disney, and so some of my favorite trips have been to Disney World. One of my other favorite trips was to Costa Rica with a couple of my siblings. I would say those... Definitely like the warm. Is that why you went to because of the heat? I went there to speak and then I was able to take some of my siblings with me and so we ended up staying in a tree house and going zip lining and a bunch of touring and it, it was super fun but yes it was beautiful and warm oh yeah I prefer the warmer the cold any day of my life I hate the cold hate it hate it hate it I believe that I'm not a big fan either oh my I don't get how people do that sometimes I'm thinking can we move to Florida mom well right you're like that makes more sense it'd be warm all the time you ain't a kid so I heard a certain funny memory from one of your speeches at the 88 National Convention. From what I understood, you fell on your first date or something happened where the guy had to chase a wheelchair. That did happen. On my first date back in a wheelchair, I fell off of a curb and he ended up having to pick me up and my wheelchair brakes weren't on, so it was rolling across the parking lot, so he had to carry me and chase the chair. It was a total disaster, but I do get to tell the story and it's funny to tell. It seems like a hot mess to be in. It was a hot mess. If only he could have maybe multiple hands he grabbed that grab you like all right hold on a second they put you on the arm like you would carry a duffel bag and then grab the chair that could have worked out better huh now speaking of memories let's go into that a little bit more this is the final question as well so are there any good memories that you want to tell our viewers about if you do why do you remember that memory the most so before you answer i like to end with something that's sentimental and made you feel good inside and a funny memory that made you fall on the floor laughing if you want to use that first date story as your funny memory i'll take it but if there are any others please tell us Oh man, make me think of a funny memory. That probably is one of the funniest that I could think of, if that gets to count as my funny memory, because I get to tell that story a lot when I go and speak, and I feel like a lot of people get joy from it as well, which is also why I like telling it. And then a favorite memory, I would say if I could pick, I don't know, two of them came to mind. The first one that came to mind is when I became an aunt with my nephew, and then I would say also when I made my first Wilderness Circuit Finals in Pro Rodeo. Oh, I heard about that. Could you tell us about that real quickly? Two years ago, I made my first Wilderness Circuit Finals. So I started Pro Rodeoing and was able to travel. And they only take the top 12 to the finals. And it was my first year making it. So it was really big accomplishment and something that I'm really proud of. Thank you for your time. Is there any closing remarks you'd like to say? I would say I hope people love this podcast. You do a great job. And thanks for asking all the questions. This old town can slow you down. People taking the easy way. But I know exactly where I'm going. Thanks for for this episode. Please join for the episode coming very soon. I hope you enjoyed listening to me ramble. Thank you very much. Getting closer and closer every day.